0: Well, the title of this message today on this Vision Sunday is The Isaac Generation. And we're going to get straight into it today. And we're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 26, verse 17 to 18. This is what it says. So Isaac moved away to the Gira Valley, where he set up the tents and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given to them. Genesis chapter 26 is the only chapter in the Bible that's dedicated to this man, Isaac. It's an amazing passage of scripture. But before we dive into this, you might be wondering who is Isaac? Well, Isaac was the son of the patriarch and the father of faith, Abraham. I'm sure you've heard about Abraham before. And throughout the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible in the Old Testament, we read snippets of Isaac's life. We get a glimpse into who Isaac was. We know from the Bible that Isaac's birth was a miraculous birth. His mother was 90 years old. Her name was Sarah and she was 90 years old. And Abraham, his father, was 100 years old when Isaac was born. And the name Isaac means laughter. I'm sure it's because Sarah laughed when God told her that she would give birth to a son In her old age, I'm sure she didn't believe it, but she laughed at the promise of God, and God's promise came to pass. So it was a miraculous birth for Isaac. Probably the most well known passage of scripture about Isaac is how when God called his father Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And we see in that story that that Abraham obeys the command of God and he takes Isaac up to the mountain and he's about to sacrifice Isaac. To God. But we see that God intervenes. God responds to the faith of Abraham and the obedience of Isaac, and God provides a ram right at the last moment to sacrifice instead of Isaac. We also know from Genesis that in Genesis chapter 24, we read about Isaac's marriage. He got married to one of the most beautiful women in the land at that time. Her name was Rebekah. However, up until this moment, Isaac himself hadn't done anything really memorable. He isn't a character that we'd remember for a great act that he had done or performed. I'm sure most of us would come to the conclusion after reading this up to this point in Genesis that Isaac, he was an ordinary son of a great father, Abraham. And he was also an ordinary father of a great son who was Jacob. However, I believe that God wants us to know that Isaac was much more than a transitional figure. Isaac was somebody who was significant and was going to be used by God in great ways. And we read about this in Genesis chapter 26, where Isaac does something incredible. Now, the Bible tells us in Genesis 26 that there was a famine in the land. It was a famine very similar to what Abraham, Isaac's father, had experienced in his lifetime as well. And the Bible says that Isaac, he had tried to leave his hometown and flee to Egypt just like his father Abraham had tried to do during the time of his famine. And the Bible says that Isaac tries to do this. And in the opening few verses of, of Genesis chapter 26, we see there's a lot of similarities between Isaac and Abraham. And Isaac, he was on his way to Egypt when God speaks to him and says that he was going to bless him in the land of famine. Isn't that amazing? That God would bless him in the place of of farming. You know, maybe you're watching this today and maybe you were going through a farming season in your life. Maybe your life is spiritually dry or maybe you're struggling physically or materially. Maybe you're going through a farming in your life and you know because of social media today we look at what other people's what's happening in other people's lives and how other people's lives look so amazing and so blessed and Maybe you're thinking today, if I just moved over there or if I just done this or got this job or changed in this area, then maybe God will bless me. But, you know, I believe that God wants to remind us, even in this moment, that, that God can bless us in places of famine. I've experienced that in my life when I'm going through a dry season spiritually. You know, God has blessed me in the place of famine. God's renewed my hunger and thirst for God And God can do that in your life as well. Our God makes a way where there seems to be no way. And you don't have to step out of the place that you're in in order for God to bless you. God can bless you right where you are. And so we see here that God was sending Isaac to the place of famine. And God was going to bless Isaac right there. So Isaac gets his family and they move to this place called Gira. But, you know, when they arrive at Gera, we see that Isaac, he messes up. And he does something very similar to what his father, Abraham, had done. Isaac lies about his wife, Rebekah. And he tells the Philistines, which is the area which he was moving into, which the Philistines occupied. He tells the Philistines and King Abimelech, who's the Philistine king. He tells them that Rebekah wasn't his wife, but actually Rebekah was his sister. And you know, Abraham done the same thing with his wife, Sarah. He said that Sarah was his sister. You know, these were beautiful women. And the reason why Isaac did it and Abraham did it was because they were afraid that they would lose their lives and somebody would take their wives off them. But you know, as a result of this lie, Isaac nearly lost his wife and his life as well. Yet despite Isaac's failure, God was still going to use him. You know, that's what I love about our God. Our God is a God who forgives. Our God is a God who restores. Our God is a God who uses imperfect people to carry out his perfect will. That is the awesomeness of our God. And God, after Isaac had messed up, God speaks to Isaac. And he tells Isaac about this covenant promise, this incredible promise that he promised Abraham. And he says this promise is going to extend to Isaac and the generations to come. He says that he was going to bless Isaac. He had promised it to Abraham that he'd bless his sons and the generations to come. And God says to Isaac, now I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless your family and the generations to come. And that's exactly what God does. God blesses Isaac. We see that as Isaac settles down in this land, he begins to sow in this land. He begins to farm in this land and God blesses him. God is faithful. It's amazing what our God does. God is faithful to his people, are faithful to his promise. And God provides for Isaac in this place of famine. Isaac prospers in a place where he shouldn't have prospered. That is the awesomeness of our God. However, the Bible tells us here that the Philistine king Abimelech, he could see that God was blessing Isaac and his family. And Abimelech got jealous. And so he tells Isaac, you have to leave. Abimelech was afraid of the strength of Isaac and the blessing that Isaac was receiving. So he says, you've got to leave from our land. But not only was Abimelech jealous, but the Philistine people were jealous of Isaac as well. They were jealous of how God was blessing him. And these people, these Philistine people, they were jealous, but they were also a greedy people as well. And the Bible tells us that in that land, There were wells that had previously been dug by Isaac's father. When When Abraham was wandering around, Abraham had dug wells as a source of life for himself and for his family and for his uh, livestock. Abraham had dug these wells. And the Bible says that these Philistines, they were so jealous of Isaac that they found the wells of Isaac's father, Abraham, and they blocked up the wells. These wells that Abraham had dug. Now, this is a crazy thing to do because they were living in a desert, this dry, boiling hot desert. Yet they were blocking up these sources of life and of water. You know, these wells were a lifeline to the community for the, so the community could survive, so the farmers and the animals could survive. These wells were essential for providing water so the people could survive. But yet the Philistines had blocked them up due to their jealousy. You know, water is one of the essentials of life. It's been said that as humans, we could survive 40 days without any food. But we could only survive five days without any water. And so in this land where water was scarce, in this barren, dry, hot wasteland, this desert, and in a farming season, these wells would have been absolutely crucial for these communities and the people who were living there. But you know, it's also important for us to know that these wells were not only important so that people could survive and drink and live. But the Bible tells us and Bible commentators tell us that whenever somebody went into a new area and they dug a new well in that unoccupied area and they named that well, the Bible says and Bible commentators say that the surrounding area would have been claimed by that person. That well would have been that person's and their families and the generations to come, as well as the land around it. Wells denoted ownership. And as I've said, Abraham had dug many wells in that land. There were many wells that belonged to him and his ancestors. There was a lot of land that belonged to Abraham and now to Isaac because Abraham had died. However, the Bible says that after Abraham's death, the Philistines heard about it And they plugged up these wells. They blocked these wells. And they would have put things like rock in it, wood in it, dead animal carcasses, rubbish in these wells. And the reason why they did it, it was for the sole purpose of ruining these wells for future use. They didn't want Abraham or Abraham's descendants to have any claim on their land. And so they filled this great asset so that it could no longer produce, so that it could no longer provide life, and live in water to those around them. They didn't want anybody to claim their land. So Isaac, right now, even though God was blessing him, he was about to have a tough time because he was told to leave his home in which he had settled in, where God was blessing him. He had to leave his home, but also in this dry and difficult farming season, all the wells that his father had previously dug, they'd been blocked up, by the Philistines. He had to move in this place. There was a lot of change, a lot of upheaval in this season for Isaac and his family. And he had to move and start over all again in a place of famine and barrenness. And the Bible says that they come to, Isaac and his family come to this valley of Gira and they set up home again. Nevertheless, despite all of this uprooting, despite all the loss, and even despite the famine, We see that Isaac now was going to do something significant. We're going to read it again. Genesis 26 verse 18. It says he reopened the wells his father had dug. Which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given to them. We see here that Isaac, he goes out to this dry valley. He takes his servants with him. And as he's wandering around this valley, he rediscovers some of these old wells which had been blocked up by his enemy. He rediscovers these old wells which his father had dug. And the Bible says he begins to redig them. He begins to open up these wells once again. Isaac reopened the wells. He digged out all the rubbish. He got out all of the dirt all that polluted stagnant water, all that water which was blocked up and stopped uh, from people to come in to drink from it and providing life to all those around them. We see that Isaac unblocked those wells so that they would become a source of life again for him, for his family, for his servants, for all his livestock and for the generations to come. These wells were cleared. The water started flowing again. These waters would become useful and clear and clean for drinking so that all his family, the livestock, could drink from them again. The Bible tells us here in Genesis 26 verse 18 that Isaac does something significant. Isaac rediscovers the old wells of his father which had been blocked up by the enemy. He got rid of all of that rubbish. The water began to flow again. It provided life for him and for his family. And he called them once again by their original names. Those wells which the enemy had tarnished, Isaac opened up again and they became a source of life, source of nourishment again for his family and the generations to come. You know, you might be wondering today, what is this word got to do with us on this Vision Sunday? What's this got to do for, uh, to us and for us at Gateway Church Cymru? What's this got to do for you and me? What's all of this mean? Well I believe on this vision, vision Sunday that God is calling us at Gateway Church Camry to be the Isaac generation. God is calling us once again to redig the wells that our ancestors once dug. Now I'm not talking about physical wells. I'm not telling you to go and get your shovel and we'll go around Abide and Abraham and we'll look for some old wells and start redigging these wells again. I'm not talking about physical wells. I'm talking about spiritual wells, spiritual sources of life, which our ancestors dug for us so that we could drink from it today. I'm talking about the wells in our hearts and in our lives. You know, Jesus talks about these wells. Jesus talks about the condition of our hearts and the water, the living water in our hearts. John chapter 7, verse 38 to 39, Jesus says, anyone who believes in me may come and drink water. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet come and not been given because Jesus had not yet in- entered into his glory. So I wonder today, what's the condition of your heart? What's the condition of my heart? of our hearts? And the wells of our hearts being blocked up by the rubbish of this world, by the things of this world. I wonder what's the condition of our hearts. Is the Holy Spirit moving in and through our lives? Do you know the life and the power of God in and through your life? Or has your heart been blocked up from the things of God? Has God's living water, the Holy Spirit, has he been blocked in your life? I wonder what's the heart of our church like? What's the condition of our church you know, Gateway Church Camry is a church with a glorious past. Generations have gone before us and seen God do great and mighty things. They have re-dug, they dug their own wells so that even now that we might drink from them. We're still drinking from them today. The generations before have dug wells of holiness. They dug wells of being built, of their lives being built on the word of God, preaching the word of God. They dug wells of preaching the gospel They dug wells of prayer. They dug wells of evangelism. And I really believe that we are here today because of some of the wells the previous generations have dug. But I wonder what's our condition today? And what's the condition that we're going to leave this church into in the days to come? What's the condition we're going to leave this church? I wonder what is it going to be? You know, if we want to see the life and the power of God moving in and through our lives, if we want to see the Holy Spirit moving in and through our church, and God touching the generations to come, then I believe God is calling us to dig some wells right here and right now. Not only for us so that we might know God's power once again and his life once again, but also so the generations to come might know that as well. You know, we are living in a time, unfortunately, where many many people's lives have been polluted and blocked up by the things of this world. Their lives have been built on fi- and filled with substitutes. The wells of their hearts are being blocked up. You know, God has promised that in us through our lives, we know the rivers of living water, the Holy Spirit moving in and through his, our lives. We know the life and the love and the power of God in our lives. But so often God and His power and His presence in our lives is blocked up by the things of this world. We fill our lives with so many other things instead of God. And we fill our lives with those things that God cannot move in or through our lives. You know, unfortunately, many people's lives have been blocked up. And not only in our world, but I believe in the church as well. Many churches have been blocked up. We see it every day. Many churches have become become polluted by the things of this world. In so many churches today, there is secularism. There is greed within churches. There's consumerism. There's so much selfishness. There's so much offense within churches and bitterness and hatred. There's so much drunkenness within our churches and unforgiveness and lust and jealousy. Pride is on the rise within churches where people want to say, look at me, look how great I am, instead of giving all the glory and honor to God. There's so much gossip within churches and shame and fear and condemnation and hopelessness. So many lives and so many churches have become polluted by the enemy. So many wells have been blocked up where God wants to move in and through, but God can't because they've been polluted. Lives have been polluted by the things of this world, sin of this world. And you know, unfortunately, the church has got used to it. You know, we've got used to drinking from muddy water of just going through the same old, same old and compromising right here and there. We've gone used to going without the living power and the presence of God within our lives and within our churches. We've got used to the devil polluting and twisting the word. We've got used to living our lives without reading the Bible and without praying and just turning up the church. We've got used to living with however we want to live. And you know, as a result of that, we've got a generation that's spiritually dry, that's spiritually thirsty, and it's going to die off soon we got a generation, just like it says in Judges chapter 2, who will grow up and know nothing of God or his mighty works. However, I believe that God wants to speak to us today. God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me. He wants to speak to us as a church on this Vision Sunday. And God wants to remind us today that there is still water in the wells. There's still water in the wells. The life flowing power of god the life of the holy spirit is still available for us to freely come and drink of today jesus is there for us to know in a greater way today and god is calling us today just like those who have gone before us a gateway church camry it's time for us as a generation to pick up a shovel and start redigging those wells again it begins with us begins with me redigging the wells in my own heart and my own life It's time for us to get rid of all the sin within our lives, all the apathy, all the hypocrisy within our hearts and our lives so that the Holy Spirit might fill us and flow through us to reach this dying world, to reach your family who are going to a lost eternity, to reach your friends and your work colleagues. As a church, I believe that God wants us to redig the wells and to stop trying to act like this world in order to get people to come in. And I believe that God wants to speak to us and tell us to stop trying to be like other churches, you know, we're not a Hillsong Church. We're not a Bethel Church. We're not an Elevation Church, a Times Square Church, or a Brooklyn Tabernacle Church. And you know what? I thank God for that because we are Gateway Church Camry. We are the Church of Jesus Christ. We're a local church. We're a church with a glorious past but an even more glorious future. We're a church in a small place but we've got a significant name and we'll have a seismic influence because of God working in and through us. God wants us to get back to who we are and what God has called us to be. God has an amazing plan and future for this church and for every member in our church, for you today. God has an amazing plan for your life. And God wants to use us and has a vision for us to reach our homes, to reach our families and our workplaces, to reach Abraham and to reach Abade with the good news of Jesus and you know on this vision Sunday the word of the lord to us the word that god has given me as we begin to move forward is to redig the wells redig the wells and we're going to do that as a church you know every time i've prayed about the vision for us as a church and about moving forward god's been constantly reminding me of all that he has done in the past and we have to build on that and not neglect that and that's what we are going to do we're going to redig the wells and we're going to build the vision for our church is the promise that God has given us. We're redigging that well. We're gonna build and move forward on the promise of God, on the word of God, which is in Haggai 2, verse nine, that we're a church with a glorious past, but an even more glorious future, and that God's presence and his peace will be amongst us. And you know, as we come to a conclusion of this message today, I just wanna read with you. I, I wanna share with you the vision about who God is calling us to be as a church, I want to share with you the vision, the values, the mission of who we are as a church. We're gonna get back to some of the values first of all. I want to read some of the and share with you some of the values that God has given us in person. We've had these booklets made, and you can download these the PDF for this on our website, uk. You can also read about our vision, values, and mission on our website as well. And if you come along in person, you can receive one of these booklets. But I'm just gonna share with you about our values. We're the wells. We're getting back to who God has called us to be. So our values at Gateway Church Camry is that, we, that Jesus is our example. Love is our foundation. Holiness is our lifestyle. Faith is our farewell. Obedience is our calling. Serving is our privilege. Humility is our posture. Faithfulness is our commitment. Generosity is our joy compassion is our response. And I pray that they wouldn't be words just on a page, but they would be characteristics of every member, every partner, every person who comes to Gateway Church Camry. These are the values of which we live by. We're getting back to some of these old school values, but that's who God is calling us to be. What's our mission as a church? You might be wondering. Well, our mission is very simple. It's based on Matthew 28. And our mission is to love God, love people and make Disciples. That is what God is calling us to do. That's the mission for us as a church. And today I just want to end by sharing with you the vision that God's that God has laid on my heart. It is built on the promise of God to us. Haggai 2 verse 9. And I believe it's a promise to us as a church corporately and for every individual as well. And so our vision at Gateway Church coming is to be a church that is all about Jesus. Where he is Lord over all. Our vision is to be a church where all people are welcomed and changed. By the love and grace of Jesus our vision is to be a church where the gospel of Jesus Christ is central to everything we do and say our vision is to be a church that is a house of prayer for all nations our vision is to be a church that resounds with heartfelt praise and worship which exalts Christ and draws all people to him our vision is to be a church that loves and longs for the presence of God over all things Our vision is to be a church that is Pentecostal, not just in name, but in nature. A church where every person is filled with and led by the Holy Spirit. Our vision is to be a church that is devoted to gathering together because we want to honour Jesus with our lives. Our vision is to be a church where every member is committed to growing in their walk with the Lord. Our vision is to be a church that has a heart to serve the Lord, one another and our community. Our vision is to be a church whose priority is to raise up the next spirit-filled generation who will change the world for Jesus, children, young people, and young adults. Our vision is to be a church that goes beyond the 52 Sundays of the year by making Jesus known everywhere and every day. Our vision is to be a church that's focused on seeing the promise and call of God for our church and every individual fulfilled. Our vision is to be a church that is identifying and training emerging leaders who are loyal to Christ and who will reach their generation with the gospel. Our vision is to be a church that's planting new churches in Abraham and Abade, the Canaan Valley and in towns and cities across Wales. Our, church, our vision is to be a church that is sending out missionaries and supports the work of missionaries whose labour to spread the good news of the gospel around the world. And finally, our vision is to be a church that celebrates the triumphs of the past, but is constantly looking forward to the future, believing that this temple is going to end up far better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. Decree of God of the angel armies. And that's from Haggai 2 and verse 9. And so as we come to a conclusion of this message today, God is calling us to redig the wells, Starts with you, it starts with me. Let's redig the wells of our hearts. Let's unblock our lives of all the rubbish so that God might move in and through us once again. As a church, let's redig the wells that our fathers and mothers and the generations before us once dig dug. Let's get back to those old ways of prayer, the word of God. Let's get back to those getting rid of all that rubbish so that God might move in and through us, that God might lead us, so that we would see this church being built up that we would see our community come to know Jesus, we'd see family members coming to know Jesus, that we'd see homes turned around, our nation turned around, and also so that the generations to come would be changed forever. And it's all for the glory and honour of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Gateway Church Cymru, it's time to be the Isaac generation. Amen.